episode 89 of Terrorvision Horror Podcast, Splatter Chatter, an unedited, unscripted chat about horror movies. I'm one of your hosts, Jennifer Strand, and joining me is our very own limb collector, Dan McGuinness. Good evening. Good evening. What you been doing? Oh, shit. What have I been doing? Yeah. Um, what What's ha- going on? What's happening? What's the haps? I didn't write anything in here. I just looked at like to see what I typed as what I'm doing, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Um, I have... Well, I got a book. Yes, you did. I got this book, which is in my hand now, which for all the people that are listening, which is everyone. Everyone. You can't see. It I'll is, take a photo. You tell is, me and I'll take a photo. It is from Boom Studios. It's a comic book and it's the archive. It's the Clive Barker's Nightbreed archive. And um, we're getting a photo right now as I'm talking about it. Oh, yeah. Bam. Done. And it's a big hardcover. And this collects the old, um, obviously, the old uh, Nightbreed comics. Mm-hmm. And it also collects the, 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 the two-issue um, standalone story of the, the Hellraiser Nightbreed crossover story. Yeah, right. And I ordered this book so long ago. It, um, it never showed up. Yeah. And I just thought, must be one of those books. That just, you know, does, you it know, happens. There's so much of that stuff happens in the, uh, in the comic book industry. And then I looked into it and I'm like, hey, that book's still available and they just never sent it. And uh, after some back and forward with the distributor and that, um, eventually they just sent it to me like a couple of years late. Wicked. Well, better late than never. But what's weird about it is like, as I was saying to you earlier, Jen, earlier on this week, I I actually own all these in issues. Yep. Uh, bagged and boarded in a thing, that, you, know, you know, that kind of thing. Even the, uh, the, the Hellraiser crossover one as well. And I, I found them in a box, and I got one out and looked at it and went, oh yeah, I, I, I you know, I, and I've never read them. Yeah. Because like I, I got that collection when I was working at uh, the comic shop uh, before the one I own. Yes. And I got them, and I was always going to read them. I never got around to it. And I pulled them out the other day, and I read like the first two pages of issue one. Yeah. And I put it back, and uh, it was like you know old and they were creaky the books and stuff like that. Yeah. And then like two days later, this book rocks up, and I'm like, cool. That's perfect. I know, like you know, haven't thought of it in years. So I always like having my Clive Barkerness stuff, and I love Cabal, like the original novel. Yeah. Um, which I'm always weird that they never called it Cabal. Yeah. Like, the film. And I'm like, I don't know. I think Cabal doesn't sound like something a lot of people would go see, but they'd go see Nightbreed. Clive Barker's Nightbreed. <laughs> I don't think they even call them Nightbreed in the book, do they? I don't even... I've never read the book. Oh, the book's wicked. Yeah. The book's like that classic example of Clive Barker just like showing how gross heterosexual relationships are. <laughs> I love it. I actually have the book because I found it at a thrift store for like $2 not too long ago and it's got a really nice cover. So I was like, oh, I'll read that. And of course, it's just gone on my pile of shame. Pile of shame. Pile of like, shame. Like, it's not all about that, like, the, yeah. the relationship thing. There's just a scene where, like, the, the one sex scene in it is, like, the most stupidest time. Like, they're bleeding. They're, they're, they're dirty. They've probably got poo all over them. <laughs> and they just decide. And they're, like, they're in the middle of a battle. They just decide to have a sex scene. Sure. And I'm like, yeah, that, that sounds about well, right. That's probably how Clive Barker looks at it, at heterosexual, like, <laughs> things. It's like, oh, my God, it'd be a battleground. It's love is a battlefield. <laughs> yeah, I'd prefer to. Be rolled in excrement, <laughs> which is fair enough. Yeah. Fair. Anyhow, I've got that. It's um, you know, it's written by. Nah, there's lots of people because doesn't matter. Yeah. I got that. That's what I did this week, and I'm excited to 
chill out and have a read. Very good. Uh, well, I'm on holidays. Oh, shit. I'm on holidays. You are all lucky that I'm wearing pants today because I was almost going to be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm I'm on holidays. You're going to wear just underwear to my house? Yeah. Oh, I, c- I wear boy underwear sometimes, so it's fine. It'd be like just wearing shorts. Like, I, I, my boy underwear doesn't look like shorts. Doesn't it? Oh, they are those little shorty things, but yeah. it looks like, you know, it'd be... Very short. I don't oh, know. yeah. No, I, I feel uncomfortable doing that, so I had to put pants on. I think but... the only people who wear them out in public would probably be weightlifters and stuff like that. When yeah, probably. Getting shown. Like Ashraf. <laughs> yes. Fucking Ashraf. Fucking Ashraf. <laughs> yeah, um, he, Ashraf we're talking about there is one of the people who do comic thoughts. Yes. Say it? Thoughts? Thoughts, yes. Which is a comic book podcast, uh, Adelaide based. So if, yep. you wanna, if you like comic books, um, him, Sam Cripps, and Connor. Yep. Do it. So check that out if you want to. If you want to. Yeah. If you don't, keep listening to this. Yeah. Listen to this more. Uh, so yeah, I my whole week has literally been just working so hard so that I can not stress about anything next week. And I plan to do sweet fuck all. Like I've got... FA. FA. Like I'm, I'm getting I'm getting some Invisaligns put on on Monday. So that's exciting. I'm going to have a lovely little lisp for a few weeks. Um, oh, the braces. Yeah, my braces. I didn't know what you were talking about. Yeah, they're not braces. They're Invisaligns. Um, and then, yeah, I'm going to attempt to cut through some of my pile of shame, see if I can read or watch or do something. Um, but, yeah, I just really need a break, so I'm really happy. I always get that thing where like, I've got this sweet pile of shame. I get time Yeah. and you just don't want to start it. You're like, oh, is it the right time to start it? Well, and what do I start? And then you know, like, just fucking watching, you know, watching a tele- like shit TV show instead of doing the shit you. Yeah, like I, like I've got all these grand plans, except I will probably end up spending a week just rewatching The Office for the fiftieth time, or Seinfeld, <laughs> or playing because I'm playing Infernax at the moment as oh, you well. You love I, Infernax. I finished Infernax last night. Oh. Um. So, but there's all this little stuff. Did you like, have to look up? Any walkthroughs or how to get through? I did, but there's fucking, you can't find anything. There is nothing on the internet for it. So Infernax is this like 8-bit side-scrolling game and... Um, it's like set in like the dark ages, but it's yeah. very... Yeah, they've gone like ham on the violence. Oh my God, yes. And, and I the found grossness. this little... It's kind of like Berserk. Yeah. If Berserk was a, a, an 8-bit video game. <laughs> um, so that's sort of entertained me for, a, for about a week now. But yeah, so I'll probably go back and see if I can unlock some behind the scenes shit and do some more Ooh, stuff. Gonna do a, you're going to platinum it? I'm going to do it until I'm bored. So that could be anywhere between 20 minutes and a week. Who knows? Very nice. Yeah. What um, are we talking about this week? Well, look, this week I thought we would uh, mix it up a little bit and play a fun game called Desert Island Horror. Um, so when I saw that, I didn't know what it was. I no, was like, I was like, uh what? Is it, I thought like, set movies set desert in the island? desert. Yeah. I'm like, is there any? I can't think of any. No, I don't know. Well, I've, I literally shot myself in the foot because any time. So basically this, this concept is like four or five films that you would take with you on a desert island and why. And as soon as I pose this question, everything in my brain just disappears. It's like, what's a movie? What is a thing? And then I completely forget. So about I, everything. I, I assume these. What? How I took it? Hmm. I was like, these are the films that you watch more than once. Yes. On occasions, they're comfort films. So mm-hmm. if you're maybe like doing some drawing, or you're working uh, 
on something else. You can put it on in the background and it settles you. They're also the films that you, if someone comes over and you, you drop the film in conversation and they go, I haven't seen that. You say, oh my God, you haven't seen that? Yeah. We're doing a movie night and you specifically set, set up a night for yeah. these films because you love it so much. Like, and yeah, that that was that's what what I thought these films yeah. are. So they're not like the best films. They're just like films that they're comfort films that you think you ha- like everyone should have seen and you will show them to them. Yeah. I mean, they don't have to be the best film or anything like that. It's just cuz yeah, like you say, um I mean, I was sort of in between like, okay, do I go with what is my absolute all-time favorite because there are films in my rewatch sort of I will watch them multiple times throughout a year but I don't necessarily classify them as my all-time favorite film. That's weird. Why would you keep watching them then? Because they're comforting and they're just, it's fun to have on. But, yeah. Anyway, uh, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, so my first one is, I'm just going to do it. Mine aren't in any particular order. No, 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 neither are mine. Kind of thing. So mine is from 2011, um, The Cabin in the Woods. Yes, this one would have dis- been on my list. The Disgraced Joss Whedon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, for people who don't know, he... Got disgraced for fucking being a... He's just a douche. Yeah, he's uh, treating women really, really badly yeah. throughout his whole career, mm. apparently. And he, to this day, denies that all of it happens, yet all the women say that it did. And I'm like, the deny thing is always like a, you know, don't... Clearly you haven't learned from it. No. And uh, no. Um, which, which shatters me because, like, he does, he does a lot of things that I love. I love fucking Firefly. I love his run on Astonishing X-Men. And I love this film, like Cabin in the Woods. like... So it is always, you know, yeah. fucking shattering when you find out like an idol is a is is a fucking shit cunt. Mhm, mhm. But anyhow, cabin in the woods. Yep. Um, if you haven't seen it, fuck, come over. We'll yeah, well, let's have a movie night. This is a modern take on horror as a genre. Yeah. Like, as in, kind of, it's kind of got the scream vibes to it. It's a film about. Films, yeah, kind it's basically of thing. like tropes. Yeah, it's, it's tropes kind of, of films. By the end of it, you kind of like it through watching Cabin in the Woods. It has changed the perspective of how you look at every other horror film you've looked at because yeah. they explain that like what you are watching is actually this things that are happening in this. Yeah. So all the every horror movie you've ever seen is a documentation of this ritual that happens in this film, and yeah. it's just like, ah, 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 <laughs> and they have a fuck. It, it's crazy. They have it like you know, they have a. Uh, I mean, I don't want to spoil Cabin in case the. Well, we've you, done an episode on it, so like you've if you've listened to all of our previous episodes, did we do a you full have episode spoiled. on it though. You know, it was part of another. It was part was of it. A, yeah, I because okay. I looked it up. Sure. Um, I think it was part of when we were watching like three films at a time, so we didn't do the whole spoiler cast vibe on it. Too many Can't, films. Oh, we did six at one stage. <sighs> we must have so much more time on our hands back then. Yeah. I have no time on my hands. I love it. So Cabin in the Woods, for those who haven't seen it, is in a, in a quick, in a, in, a, in a nutshell, is like a, a big organisation. Uh, if you look at it from this angle, it's very cool. Like, so there is a giant wide world organization that there are these giant fucking ancient gods that demand these sacrifices through these certain terms. Mm-hmm. And and so the world's leaders have got together and every year they create a series of events 
which are the terms of these gods that need to have these sacrifices to. And they need, you know, they need a person which is like the the slutty girl. An athlete, a the, fool. An athlete, a fool, and that which cut which you know, breaks down into being, like, the cast of a horror film. Yeah. They have to, one of them has to have sex, like, for the first time or one of, you know, and shit like that. All the tropes of a horror film, they have to find an object. Yep. Uh, Which you know, brings forth an evil that they must try to conquer. And consequently, um, yeah, yeah, and shit like that. There has to be a virgin who has to be the last person, uh, the last sacrifice and yep. shit like that. And then you realise that, yeah, every film that you've watched has just been... One year's worth of these, yeah, like things, and like what makes it amazing. This is a comedy horror, so you've got fucking what's his name, the guy from The West Wing, the main character. Oh, oh fuck, I can't remember his name. He's he's the guy in uh, Billy Madison, the bad guy in Billy yeah, Madison. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he um. So you see this as like this like organization that has to, uh, you know, orchestrate these events to happen. But it has to be always, like, not them forcing the people to do it. They have to all do it by their choice. Yes. So there's hidden cameras everywhere. It's all set up. They have to have the na- they have to have the doomsayer, the guy that warns them, but they have to ignore the warning yep. and keep going. You know, the person at the gas station goes, oh, the hills are haunted. Don't go up there. Like, they have to have that yep. guy. And like, as, as part of, like, the, the ritual. And it's just fucking cool. And... Um, you know, the all the bureaucracy of it and the office of it. Like, they have, like, bets, like an office yeah. pool on who, what they're going to choose and all this shit. Like, is it going to be zombies? Is it going to be fucking, like, a haunted house? Is it going to be haunted dolls? Is yeah. It, yeah. And they have a room that these people go in which has every haunted item in it. And it just it depends on the whatever one they pick up. That becomes the yeah. one. And the... And it's always in this cabin in the woods, I guess, it starts. Or... Yeah. yeah you don't know. It's... And, and every... Every country does its own. So it doesn't matter who does it. So every country has an uh, has a ritual set up where they're all trying to do it. And it doesn't yep. matter who does it first as long as someone does someone it. Someone has there's to There's like succeed. a German like branch. There's like a fucking Japanese branch. Yep. All the Japanese horrors come from there. Yep. And, all, and it's fucking wicked. And like, oh, man, it's such a good idea. It, it is I'm a not fantastic idea. Like yeah. This is probably one of the best horror films as a commentary on horror films. It, as in, it like, just, the secondary one is kind of scream. Like, yeah, to like me, this where, is just such an all-round perfect good. film. And it's got gore in it and, like, you know, it's, it's got fucking Thor's in it. Yes, young Thor, he's yeah. in it. And, and what's uh, his name? Chris Evans? No. Chris Hemsworth. No, 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 that's fucking Captain America. What's Hemsworth. his name? Hemsworth. Oh, Chris Hemsworth. Um, it's got the stoner guy in it, who's yep. another, and he, he's a wicked stoner. Yeah, it's perfect. It's a, such yep. a perfect film. I saw it in the fucking movies. I couldn't believe what I watched. I saw it at the movies as well, and I because obviously, like, they were so good with their marketing that they really didn't push anything. So you just thought you were going to go watch an Evil Dead type film, and then of course, like, you're like, what is this? Why are these people in a in a fucking factory driving around talking about something? Yeah, it opens and then with you the get most this, like. Cabin in the woods thing. Yeah, that's yeah, it just opens so with them the just screen. like the the, the 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 office dudes like getting to work in the morning, just having a work conversation. Like you know, yeah. they're like getting their donuts and they're uh, in the office. Uh, they got on a little car, but that doesn't matter. And then like it has this elongated conversation, which is very much what Joss Whedon's where he is. Yeah. Uh, 
where his power was. He's very good at the conversation, the ensemble cast that react, uh, that bounce off of each yep. other. So he's got these two office, old office dudes that are chatting about, you know, this did, did this on the weekend and that. And then it comes to the end of the conversation, yeah, and then the title card of the film just comes up over in big red writing, like, bang, yeah. as if it's scary, but, like, yeah. you just watch the most mundane like, bureaucracy. Thing. <laughs> so, and straight away that sets the tone. You're like, Okay. Okay. What the fuck did I just? And what? then it just proceeds, and you by the end of it, you're just like, "What the fuck? This is and amazing!" Like, and every organization wants to be the one who gets it for first, like yeah. you know, because it's kind of like a thing. And oh, oh man, it's just. Whew. And it's like, as someone who's sort of like studied film, like studied horror and horror tropes, this one just sort of perfects it. Like there are. Oh, it breaks out of it though. It's it, more. It does. It's, it's, a, because, it's a commentary on the genre. That's exactly, because I mean. like, they're like explaining at one point and it ruins that it's it at like, the same it has time. to be done at free will, but also free will sometimes needs a little helping hand. So they're like, we need them to split up, and he's like, guys, we got to stay together. So they just like pump in a little bit of gas. Yeah, like you know what kind of gas it is. It just like makes you do a rational thought. Actually, you know what? Let's split up. And you're like, oh, that's why the people make the bad decisions in the horror films because they have this gas pumped in. Like, yeah, and yeah, yeah, they're they're controlling the situation like as much as they can without influencing what these people do. But they fully do. Yeah. But um, that mustn't be against the rules. They must have worked. But yeah, fucking worth a watch. Like such a good film. And as I said, it's such a, uh, you know, I've watched watched rare. Got the greatest like the uh the the poster the cover is like a cabin floating but it's like moved around like a rubik's cube and it has like a fucking payoff ending yes oh my god the ending oh yeah it's like you as a kid it's like my dream of what i wanted to see yeah and like and it's great because it should have started with that one doesn't (laughs) ended with that you should have fuck anyway because uh, like anything I say now is just not gonna like paling. It's paling in comparison. But my first one I'll do is Scream. Um, Scream is like my ultimate film. Nineteen ninety six. Nineteen ninety six. It is like basically the secondary most uh, meta commentary on the horror genre. There um, might be others out there. there but I don't is. know. If if you do know, there is another one that's called uh, You Might Be the Killer. Which has the guy from Cab- the stoner guy from Cabin in the Woods. So we will have to watch that. He at got some typecast point. as being like a, a guy that is in meta metaphysical horror films. Quite possibly. I mean, look, we all so we all know the 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 plotline of Scream. Ghostface is, is like attacking some teens, and you know they're trying to it's just one love of scary movie, one step too far, blah blah blah. Um, but what I love about Scream is. So this film sort of came out at the right time for me. Like I'd always had an interest in horror film and in that kind of stuff. But this was like the film that really just sort of kicked me in the deep end of loving horror. And after I saw this film, I just sort of devoured everything I could find. And luckily for me, I had parents who were sort of not too worried about ratings so I could could pick up an R-rated film not a problem as long as there wasn't any sex in it it was fine yeah that's right I um I I still remember like seeing vividly remember seeing Scream for the first time so after school yeah so I didn't see it in the cinema no me neither I I saw it after school I was in high school I went back to my mate's house he lived right near the school so and yeah I just remember watching it there and just being like at first, I didn't know if I liked it because mm-hmm. I thought 
I was still like very like you know very you know anti-society at that time. We had the the more punk attitude, yep. shaved head, skateboard and shit like that. And um, I was like, is this just like a a fucking you know mass-produced you know teeny whatever fucking bopper thing? And yep. I, I I didn't know what I was watching, and I, but I remember enjoying it a lot. And then I really enjoyed the video shop guy, yeah, which is basically what Scream is, which is what what what. So Scream one to me is like the video shop guy, yes. And everything everyone else is normal in the film around him. Where the new Screams, I mean, even the latest Scream, everyone is yep. like the video shop guy, yes. You know, uh, which I was like. I did love all the new screams. I'm only talking about four and five. Yeah. Um, but you know what I mean? The first yeah. one is like grounded in reality. As I think Ross the other day, like he was talking about it. He goes, yeah, I watched Scream 5, but no one reacted to anyone dying in it. No. Because he thought it was like. It's just, it's something that everyone is so used to. Yeah, but like the, the new characters wouldn't be used to it. No. And like, well, where you... he goes in the first Scream, which he watched recently, he went like, everyone gets really upset when people die because yeah. like an actual person has died. Yeah. And I think. And there's funerals and stuff like that. And it's just like, yeah, I know, but I still fucking love the last one. Oh, the and, last and one fourth. was amazing. And I could talk about that for hours. We could do a whole episode. But I don't think it. it's worth like where, I, yeah, I don't think it's worth not liking the film because of that. But yeah, Scream no, 1 though. But, but Scream 1. You're it, 100% it, correct because like one of the things and I was thinking about this on my drive over today is like back then you didn't have the internet like like we do now the internet so you being like this weird geeky movie guy you've got the information you're that guy information is now just so readily available to you that you don't become that guy that's got these weird cool quirky movie facts because you watch a lot of films and you're really into it everyone just yeah, jumps you gotta, on google you just read a reddit thread yeah you and just actually, google it it's fine i mean and and that's what they addressed yeah. in the new one without spoiling five cuz five is too you can't spoil five no that's too early no no no, no. But um, yeah, well, that where that yeah, the the commentary on horror within five is through about the internet and stuff yeah. like that, yeah. Which is yeah, That's and fine. actually it was good. I was like, oh yeah, cool. Like, you know, you've 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 put your your new your new spin on Scream mm-hmm. for Scream Five, but yeah, Scream One, great film. Oh, it's great, still film. great. I love it. I and always think about when that girl gets caught in the roller door. Yes, <laughs> like such so a good. weird guy. Like, but even then, like, I, you've I just got... feel it wouldn't have killed her. I no, think it was wouldn't have even been able to lift her. I think it would have broken. She's pretty top heavy. It's true. But like she had a lot know, of hair. You've got Drew Barrymore as well. They put like one of the biggest, most well known celebrity, like teen celebrities at the time, and they put her in the beginning of the film and kill her off. And she was on all the posters. And she was on all of the marketing. So straight out, you know. To that me that- though, I don't feel that was a marketing thing. I feel that was just like they couldn't afford to have her anymore and used it. Like you know what I mean? It's just like she goes, Yeah, I'll come down for like Three days. You, yeah, you've got me for three days. And they're like, just take all these photos and just do this. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. But yeah, but yeah, definitely a, a good one to have in there. That's why I can see why you started with that one. Well, I can I can always watch Scream. Like I I think I will watch Scream at least once a month. Well, Scream. Scream or any one of the, no, not three, never three. Um, I'll put one any of the Scream films on. Like that whole franchise for me is just perfect. Yeah, and to me, Scream is you. Like yeah. when I think about Scream, I, I, as in like it's your generation, like perfect generation, it is like, yeah, you're obsessed with the horror film. Like it, 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 it is a very gen thing, which I, I knew straight away that would be on your list. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. How could it not be? There's one on your list. I don't even know what it fucking is. No, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to it.
Uh, my second one is The Army of Darkness, which yep. we did as an episode last week. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, this film, bang. I, I've got, for the people who don't know what it is, it is the third installment in the Evil Dead kind of, it's not in the, it's not theoretically Evil Dead, but it is, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. It, it's there. It's not called Evil Dead Army of Darkness. It's called, it's this, you know. Army it's a Darkness. TV show called Ash versus Evil Dead. Yes, it is. And then. It wasn't this called. I swear this was called Ash versus the Army of Darkness at one stage. Maybe. Or maybe it was like maybe that's a comic I'm thinking about. Could, actually, could it be could comic. be actually. But they yeah. had Ash versus the Reanimator, which is pretty good. Um, I'm gonna need that. Oh really? I did not know they did that. No, none, none of this shit's available. This is all oh, those like. Come on, I love the Reanimator. This is like the, the Hellraiser comics. All these rad things aren't available at the moment. Like, oh, that sucks. Because I actually I just got notified that my uh, Herbert West action figure was not coming. Oh, dickheads! Um, after like months of it being delayed. So devastated. I'm going to need some Herbert West stuff. You need some herb. Um, smoke some herb. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, Army of Darkness, 1992. I have, uh, apart from what I used to watch this film religiously, because I was already obsessed with that uh, Evil Dead 1, Evil Dead 2. Then this came out. I saw this one in the cinema. Yep. I'm pretty sure. And um, fuck, man. That hole, they, they put him in the hole, and that that start, and it really sets the tone of the film of being fucking stupid. It, well, it is. It, it's, it's more it's, comedy than horror. It's, oh yeah. With the skeletons, like let's get the hell out of here, and just shit <laughs> like that. And just so many quotable lines in it, like, like uh, they're not even just like Bruce Campbell's lines, like all the other things, like we got plans for you, girly girl, and like all these. All the skeletons lines, Elder Henry the Red, like fucking like Sword Boy, and that guy is yelling out Sword Boy, yeah. And then the guy comes out the sword and just kicks him away, like <laughs> just everything in it. It's just a good comedy, like yeah. with a decent amount of violence. Not as much violence as Evil Dead Two and One, yeah. Which I always was kind of like a little bit cut up about. Like they could have. Well, you you want the balance, but I guess if you're making because this is a uh... It's not part of the same company that made it, right? It's Sam Raimi, though, isn't it? It is Sam Raimi, I'm pretty certain. So that's, yeah, he just, it's, but when you think about it, when you look at like bad taste yep. and brain dead and that, it's got that, it's just like he's just, he's just rolled a bit, he's swung the pendulum a bit more towards the comedy side of it yeah. and stuff like that. And maybe the studios, maybe it was more violent and maybe they just kind of can just pull down the violence a bit so it can get a better rating and. He's went, yeah, fuck it. This is, well, yeah, this is fucking that, funny. You I feel know? that Army of Darkness is more, I mean, I'm not going to say it's more popular, but I, it's more sort of... It's accessible. Yeah, it's more accessible than the others. I think that that would have had an actual widely wide distribution. Or maybe, yeah, the fact they didn't have Evil Dead in it, the name. I mm. mean, it doesn't have to be a three. It doesn't like feel like it's like hanging on the end of Evil 3. It's its own name. Yeah. So and people could come in at fresh. Yep. I mean, and it just starts. It just tells you the ridiculous starting and the best fucking animation sequence. Like, yeah. You know, like, it gives you everything you need to know. So it could literally just be at just a standalone film. Or does it? Am I thinking of Evil Dead Two? The star. I can't remember the star. Well, now I'm perplexed. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, I should know. I only watched it last week. <laughs> oh, really? Did you? Yeah, we did it last week for an episode. No. That's in a, in a week's time. This is doesn't matter. Mm. It's this fine. is after. Doesn't matter. No, nope, doesn't matter. It's fine. It's fine. Anyhow, uh, Army of Darkness. Love every bit of it. Like the, um, 
uh, yeah, I have uh, vivid memories of watching this before school. Yeah. So, you loved it that much? You yeah, just I get up and I remember like putting it on before school and we I, we had like a carpool kind of like, you know, we had, I lived in a great street with like 30 kids on it. Awesome. And there was like uh, three kids that used to come to my house in the mornings and my mum would drive us to school. And I remember them coming over and we'd be like, we'll be watching it before we left for school. Like, yeah. Just fast forward into the best bits. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because well, you, you, know, yeah. you didn't have much time. You couldn't, that dialogue heavy shit. No, yeah. no. You no, to, you don't want that before school. You want the fun stuff before school. But um, oh, and the other line is like, he, he, he wants spikes, give him spikes. <laughs> like all those lines, which I say so often in my life. I, well, we've also got like, because Bridget Fonda's in this, isn't she? Is that her? Yeah, Bridget Fonda. She's she's the girl at S-Smart. Yeah, right. Yeah, so she's not the main, like the princess. She's no. the S-Smart girl. Well, we'd have those two endings. Yeah. Because uh, the ending one that we always had here, that I, I, I only saw the secondary ending way down the track. Like, I, I, like, I didn't even, because it didn't come out here and there wasn't any internet much at that time. So yeah. you just didn't see shit like that. If you didn't have a copy of it, yeah. you couldn't watch it. So, yeah, our, our ending here in Australia was like, it cuts to him talking, like, you know. He, he, he says the words or whatever. He comes back in time and it cuts back. He's, the whole film is just him retelling it to a fucking a, a clerk at a, the S-Mart. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and that's it. And then, you know, a monster comes in and he shoots it and uh, one of the deadites and, you know, he gets the girl and stuff like that. She just runs up. And then the other one is he slept too long and he goes to like a post-apocalyptic future. Yeah. And he goes, oh, my God, I slept too long. <laughs> and that's just where it is. And I actually liked our one heat a lot better. Yeah. Because it has that scene where he's shooting her with the gun, the, the, uh, the, what are those shotguns that have the, the lever action shotgun? Yeah. And he uses like 30 bullets <laughs> and, uh, in one gun. Like, yeah. It's just, uh, like, you know, it's it doesn't make sense. And it's wicked because it's comedy. Like, yeah. His gun just keeps firing and it, it, clearly no gun could have that many like, shotgun no. shells in it. Well, this is also where we get the, this is in that, isn't it? It's the shop smart, shop S smart. Yeah. Yeah. So we get the, like that famous quote as well. And that I think that becomes more merchandisable than some of the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, you oh, see that on everything. Digestible. Yeah, you know he gets a he gets a robot hand in the in the uh, in the dark ages. Yep, <laughs> doesn't make any sense, and it makes like hydraulic happens. sounds. Yeah, <laughs> crafted the well, goblet. How else are you going to know it's a ro- robotic hands? Like it just has those sounds. He's got the groovy. Yeah, this is where like, uh, uh, this is very carried by like uh, Bruce Campbell's like character in this one. It's just he just plays a fuckhead. Yeah. Yeah, we start to get the the Bruce the Campbell action. Yeah, like he he was okay in you know Evil Dead two, Evil Dead one. He was just he was nobody. He was a drink of water. Yeah, and then like he got a little bit of it in Evil Dead two, but in, by Evil Dead three, he's just this jaded fuckhead. It's wicked. Acting it, acting a damn fool. Yeah, what have we got? All right, so my next one is Bride of Chucky. Um, Bride of fucking Chucky. Bride of fucking Chucky. So I put this on my is list. Is that before Seed? Yeah. It's the yep. one before Seed. Um, so this is the one uh, there's been like uh, years between films and they basically, Jennifer Tilly is introduced. She sort of is like this witch. She learns, she finds his body, um, brings him back. Turns out she's his ex-girlfriend and he kind of like turns her into a doll and then they just sort of go off and have a doll horror adventure. Um, trying to find two new bodies that they can turn themselves back into humans and live their lives out as like hot young people. Um, <coughs> you know, 
So, the, I mean, this film for me is like, it was one that I remember watching a lot in, because it came out in 1998. So I watched it a lot. Um, it's just like one of those re- heavy rotation films. So it's become one of those comfort films. If I don't know what to put on, just chuck on Brighter Chucky. You'll be fine. I like number three. You like number three? In the, in the, uh, in the army. army camp. Yeah. I don't know why. I think it's just the one we had. Yeah. And yeah, with the fucking, the well, Grim yeah, Reaper. Is, that cuts his, the that one That fucking cut his face off yep. thing is so good. Well, so this one had John Ritter. And number two is the best. Number two is the best, yeah. Yeah, like, and you don't realise that until you watch them all. Yep. And then you're like, oh, yeah, cool. Um, so John Ritter's in this one. Um, it was one of his, uh, he just had this like part, this bit part as like the cop guardian of the girl who's played by Catherine Heigl who it's like her that's her first starring role was in this film and she's just she's fucking such a mole um and he he basically gets like shot in the face with all of these nails and he's just like pinhead dead in the back of the car just covered in nails and they don't even realize so he's missing he's on the news and all this stuff. so all this stuff is happening and then they find the body and so they're sort of sitting there thinking like well you've killed him you killed him who did this? Who did that? But it's just like, it's funny. It's graphic. It's got everything you kind of want. Comedy of- horror with yeah. gore. Yeah. And you got Chucky, the yeah. voice man. Yep. Brad Dourif's back. Um, and Jennifer Tilly, she's now obviously like a huge part of the franchise. She's she's uh, in the, the TV series that they've done as well. They brought her back, which everyone was really happy about. Is she a doll? Yeah. So she plays... The so doll. she plays Tiffany. She's the doll. Um, but then, of course, through like Seed of Chucky, she's now Jennifer Tilly playing Jennifer Tilly, <coughs> pretending to be Tiffany. Ooh. Yeah. Because I can't remember Seed of Chucky. All I remember is John Waters is in it and I love John Waters. Oh, Seed of Chucky. I had that on VHS. That's yeah. the one where they had the kid. It was like Bowie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he's like. Glenn or he, Glenda. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. basically has like. He had a, uh, a what's it called a a, a um, identity crisis. Yeah. Um, which is also that horrible thing of like you know doing the old like you know only only people that are crazy do like yeah do the dressing like the cross dressing. Well, thing I think as well because transcend. like the I can't remember for the life of me who created it, but he's also part of the like LGBT community as well. So I think oh, really? that's why so it's a commentary. Yeah, I think that's why he sort of became like. Even in the new series, uh, the Chucky TV series, which is... is Does that the, have the, their son in it? He's not in it. Um, I, I haven't seen the last couple of episodes. I'm still very behind. But, like, there is... He's referenced. So, like, he's talking to this this boy who is, like, he's obviously uh, queer, gay, whatever. Um, and Chucky's just like, yeah, it's fine. Like, I've got a queer son. It's fine. Oh, really? He sits there and he talks about it. So oh, he's, nice. He's not paying out this kid. Like, this kid's sitting there thinking that this serial killing doll is going to, like, give him shit for liking boys. And he's like, no, nah, just. It's Chucky friendly to some people, isn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, suppose you got when you got time, he can't just be a killer the whole no, time. You, you have to you've got to of... manipulate. you got to subtly manipulate people. Oh, is it like a kid that he's just making out of the toy? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I want to watch it because I've heard it's not bad. It's not bad. Right, it's not great. It's, like you're not no. gonna you're not gonna bring it to your island. No, I'm not bringing it to my island. No, it's. I mean, I haven't even finished it. That's how great it is. Like it's not grabbed me enough to have to get through every episode and find out what happened. Yeah, like, right. I'll it happened to, to me it. with Peacemaker. Oh yeah. <laughs> I watched the first episode. And I, that was pretty good. 
never went back. Yeah, I haven't even watched the first episode. That's where I am. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, Bride of Chucky. It's a comfort film, bringing it to my island. Yeah, no, why not? So, so my next one is Beyond the Black Rainbow from 2010. Now, this film does not rub everyone the correct way. It does not, but you need a little bit of elevated horror. Yeah, it's, I suppose it is in the cat, the genre of elevated horror, if you will. Which um, is it? Just Scream that popularized that term, or was that before Scream? Scream Five. Um, I'd never heard it. I think Scream Five has kind of just really kicked it into the into the ethos, into the ethos. But it was. I mean, I don't spend a lot of my time focusing on because we have talked do. about quotes elevated horror yeah. before, but we've just called. The, I've always called them like like smart. Yeah. Uh, like smart or thinkers man horror. Yeah, thinking or, man horror. Well, because basically anything made by A24 is... Or I I, no, I call them high concept. That's yeah. what I use. I was trying to remember what I call Yeah. High concept horror. Yeah. I think high concept is heaps better than... What do we call it? Elevated. Elevated. Yeah. Which is the same kind of thing, but high concept... Sounds better. Which is, it, it is what it is. Like yeah. elevated horror. It sounds like that it's shit and it gets better. Well, it's right, Because it starts it on sounds... floor one and goes to the high floor. Well, it's, it's because horror is so subjective. Like, to me, it's it's making what, it sound is, like it's just better than any other horror. Like, The Witch is better than Slumber Party, Ma- Party Massacre 2. I Slumber Party. Slumber Party. Um, yeah, is it? like? It's, it, it, it depends what you like. Exactly. Anyhow, which is like, bring it back. I like Beyond the Black Rainbow. Yeah. Uh, so, Beyond the Black Rainbow is itself a fucking roller coaster ride of fucking soundscapes. Um, set in the 70s, it, it but made in 2010. Um, f- it has the feelings of... It, it, it's, it's its own kind of ride, you know what I mean? It has... It, it invoked sounds and feelings, you know, and visually it is crazy good. Oh, it's it's stunning visually. And the soundtrack, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah, it's like all this, like, kind of uh, industrial. Um, there's a word for that. I don't know what it's called. But, um, you know, like, like soundscapes, like, you know, you, there will be, like, a 30-second shot of, like, you won't even know what it is. It'll Because yep. it'll be... Like they've, they've set up all these rooms and it might be a room that has one red wall and then in the middle of it is a, a pyramid made of white perspex which has a light in it and it's just that. And yep. it's just like with this sound that's just going... And you're like, cool. This is definitely a put on... I put in the background. Yeah. You know, on. It has like beautiful shots, terrifyingly weird stuff. It is about an organization called Aurora. Mm-hmm. Which um, is kind of like a colony, a colonist thing that you go to to get uh, experiences, uh, to exp- yeah, yeah, like experience life out. Basically, they just take these like mind-enhancing drugs, which is like you get submerged into, and then you come out, but they're actually doing tests on people, and like, yeah. yeah, it's just. And like I said, it was made. Oh, like I said, uh, the the creator is on record saying like I just wanted to create. A film that I was that kid who went into the, ho- the 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 video shop when I was younger that used to just look up at the horror section. You know, I was too young and it was this, this world that I didn't understand. Yep. So I wanted to make a film of the film that me as that kid thought those films were like. And so he's made this thing, which is his own thing. Like, you know, so it's what the fucking eight-year-old him thought those films 
films were going to be yeah. like. He made a film of that. And that's and made, insane. And that, if that's how he he his brain works. You're like, okay, so he is just like, yeah, like living on another you, plane of existence. But when you do think about it, think back. To, like, it's real hard to think back to that like time. Like, I'm, I remember thinking like, oh, my God, what are these yeah. things that I'm so obsessed with and attracted to like and only look at the back cover there was no internet there was yep. no like no all you got was these tiny little thumbnails of like whatever they chose to show on the back fuck you roadshow with you no pictures on the back <laughs> just out and i know you never read the blurb yep. i just looked at the pictures of every but, single but that's one the thing like imagery is such a huge thing because like a lot of like i was listening to someone talking about um how people get into the occult and satanism is through imagery like you look at all these like graphic uh, photos and drawings of all this stuff and you're like shit that's cool I want to find more like it and then through that you're finding and then you start to learn about something and that's how you get into it and it's the same with horror like you get into horror because you pick up this VHS cover that looks insanely cool that you've got to watch it and then a lot of the time it was disappointing a lot of the time it was just terrible just but, a good cover. but uh it's the same with like metal music yes that's basically like, i'm sure no person that's into metal now got into it because they heard metal before they saw a metal album cover or a t-shirt quite they went, fuck that's sick yeah i know i got into iron maiden because i thought eddie was cool yeah well i'm mean, fucking yeah eddie is cool <laughs> and uh yeah and i yeah i just like saw those like like the cover of like the seventh son of the seventh son of like you know eddie with the he was like a half a corpse floating with his fucking holding his guts and like yeah. a, a person you could see inside of it. And I was like, it's the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Well, you think and then you listen to it as this guy going, rock ballad. <laughs> like, exactly. It's but not even metal. Think my... about Misfits. Yeah. What, what do you know about Misfits? Can you name like... Glenn Danzig? I mean, Glenn Danzig, <laughs> but like they're marketable because the, the fiend is... The Misfits. Yeah, I'm sure that they is... haven't done a horror film of him or something. Actually, well, The there Fiend was. is based on a serial from the like 30s or 40s called The Crimson Ghost. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Well, just, maybe I'll... Uh, well, actually. Well, actually. <laughs> but yeah, so like you, you know, people pick up on The Misfits because that's uh, the imagery for that is something that's very well known to everyone. And I guess that's how people get into The Misfits. It's how people get into different bands, movies, etc. Fair enough. I love it. Well, that's beyond the black rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, if you haven't seen it and you feel like you want to watch some high concept shit or some elevated shit, shit in an elevator that gets taken to the top floor. Yeah. It's basically what it is. Actually, Will's keen to watch it. I was having a chat with him the other day because he's been listening to some of our episodes. Really? Yep. He's He's gone. He was in quarantine. And he I just, think we were of And comfort. he missed your voice. He just wanted to hear more of his like his work, mate. He wanted to hear some friends. This yes. is uh, Claire's, uh, Claire, Jen's boss. Yep. Claire's my wife. Yes. <laughs> um. So he listened to the episode where we did Under the Skin. So he. Oh, that movie's great. Yeah, he he loved it. High concept. It was high concept. So yeah, I think. This, did he go watch it? I, I believe he did watch it, and he was saying to me the other day that like Beyond the Black Rainbow is on his list of things to watch. The problem with that is like. I think Under the Skin is more accessible yes. to more people than Beyond the Black Rainbow, where yep. Beyond the Black Rainbow is that thing where I can just keep watching it, getting more out of it. Cre- well, well, I'm getting more out of it. I'm creating more things that don't exist within it. Like I'm, I'm reading into it so much that the, 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 the film guy did not. But that's why that's a good rewatch. Yeah. That's a great rewatch. And, um, but I think he should have watched them the other way around. Yeah. Well, always- I'll, I've got a copy of it, so I will hand it to him. Have you? Let's see. I've always wanted the soundtrack. Yeah, I want the soundtrack. It's kind of hard to track down, but I want it. Um, Do you anyway. know the, they released it 
in VHSs. Like yeah. the guy, like Beyond the Black Rainbow came out first on VHS, apparently. I love that. And um, like fucking clam cat shell ones that like super rare. That would be great to get. I remember. And at the time, it was like accessible. I could have got it. Yeah. And I just didn't because like it hadn't grown on me when it first came out. But you never realized en- enough. Yeah. Like, but I kept going back to it and I kept putting it on and I was just like, oh my god, I fucking love this. I think. <laughs> I love this. I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, okay, so I've got Alien, 1979 on my list. Really? Yep. Aliens is so much better. Oh, look, oh I said it. Oh, look out. <laughs> look, it's fine. But Aliens, I haven't watched Aliens nearly as much as I've watched Alien. Um, I've watched it a lot recently because Liz, her favourite film is Aliens. So I've had to watch it a few times. But yeah, the, I mean, this is just an absolute classic sort of slow burn sci-fi horror that is just iconic and something that you can always just revisit. Like any, you know, scrolling through the channels it's on, oh, I'm going to watch it. You know, it's it's one of those, it's another comfort film, but it keeps you more entertained and it sort of leaves you feeling like you're a little bit smarter for watching it. It looks great. Like It is. I, mean, I always, I, I mean, Aliens as well, and Alien, like you look at like the ship and everything just looks great. Like. Mm. It's just like, oh, yeah. So I played Alien Isolation again recently. Yep. Um, but when I say again, I mean, I picked it up and I started it and got about a quarter of the way through and stopped <laughs> playing it again. Um, but, yep. uh, yeah, I always, I, 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 for the first, you know, 20 minutes of that game, I just look around because yep. I think, like, look at this. This is so much like the film, you know, like, and that weird, like, vibe of in the spaceship, it's got puffiness to it, like yep. softness as if, like, and I'm like, oh, why is that? That's a bit weird. I'm like, well, maybe it's because of zero G gravity and they knock, knock into shit so you make it puffy, like a couch. That makes sense. Yeah. And I'm like, I'd do it. Why wouldn't it? They, like, if you're going to float around somewhere, why wouldn't you make, like, you know, our floors are carpeted? Why wouldn't all of it be carpeted in case you knock into it or something? Yeah, it, it does make sense. Look at those space stations in real life. They don't look very comfortable, they? They do not. It's not very homely. Like, you'd feel pretty shitty all the time. I never understand the alfoil in space as well. I think it's, like, for heat. Capturing or yeah, keep, you know, I think cold. it's something I just to don't do with understand that. it. No, no, it's like when they put alfoil around you when you're cold. Yeah, yeah, those like those thermal alfoil sheets. I mean, they must work. Yeah. Why would they not do it? I don't know, but yeah, like yeah. so. Yeah, this is. I mean, this is just one of those films that it it is probably one of on everyone's list of hundred greatest films of all time. And why wouldn't it be? It just does everything correct, and it did came out at the right time. That it just sort of pushed sci-fi horror into a new direction that yeah. everyone sort of was trying to reach for. And you got Giga doing the design. Oh, so yeah. Who, uh, Giga or Giger? Giger. He, he says his name is Giga, but oh. like that's his accent. So oh, yeah, okay. I always, always said Giger. Yeah. Well, that's H-R-Giger. how. H.R. Giger. Giger. It sounds better than H.R. Giger. Yeah. And I, I mean that, um, I'm not sure like what his, um, how popular he was before that? Mm. No, probably as an artist, I think he was still pretty popular within the art scene. But that brought him to more the like the you know yeah. the mass masses of people knowing who he was a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, you style. see lots of video games coming out now, and they're all sort of like influenced by him. Yeah, so definitely. You know, oh, and the dude, influence. like crazy influence. Like every that whole look of that biomechanical shit, like that they've done in so many films, is just him. Like, if you look at his work, like, even before Alien and all that shit, it's just him. Mm-hmm. 
that is. But yeah, so you've got this film, and the the main protagonist is the is Sigourney Weaver. So you've got this strong, badass woman. So if you're sitting on a desert island feeling pretty shit and like you can't do anything or get off. You just you watch her and you be like, I can get off an island if Sigourney Weaver can take on an alien in space. I can get off a desert island. Or at least I can get off on a desert island. Either or. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nah, good one, good one, good one. What? Uh, my next one, theoretically my last one, mm-hmm. is Videodrome. Yep. I always call it drone. Okay. I've got a friend who's got like a Instagram account which is Videodrone, which I think is like yep. like Velodrome. Okay. Video, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, Videodrome, 1983, fucking Cronenberg. Mm-hmm. Had to be a Cronenberg on the list. And if it's going to be any Cronenberg for me, it's Videodrome. This is another one of those I consider to be a high-concept horror. Yep. Um, I'm not using that other word. I'm off it. I've always used high-concept. Elevated horror. Um, probably not as much as like... Yeah, yeah this is a high-concept horror, and the elevated horrors are the new kind of a... What are they called? A twenty four. A twenty four films. Like, I think the, the the elevated horror is a new genre. I think so. Yeah. Where the high concept ones are the ones I'm talking about. Black yeah. Rainbow, Video Drone, other ones. Yeah. <laughs> Babadook. All these. Oh are, no, that's a new no, one. No, that's elevated horror. And they even mention it being. They do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Video Drone eighty three. Like fuck, man. This film is it for me. Like this is the. You know the, uh, the 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 amalgamation of the idea of a media going outside of w- more than what it is, like that whole thing of like you know characters that have only exist on VHS within the film, and they've recorded every possible uh, react answer and question to every question in their whole life is a gigantic room of VHS tapes and everyone thinks they're alive, but they are, they're just VHS tapes. Yeah. And, but he is real. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. just shit like that existing on another meme, that kind of new game and thing, uh, uh, approach to like, if you create a character within a story, it exists. Yep. It exists somewhere. Whether it's in your mind, it's still theoretically that character is real mm-hmm. somewhere. If enough people were reading a story, enough people see a film and think about that character, what is what is the human soul? Uh, uh, you know, after you die and people uh, think back at you and remember you, what's the difference between that you being real at that point yep. as in a character that's made up and they're thinking back to it? It's well, they s- talk about that a lot um, in paranormal research and as much as you you don't get into Activity? it but they they can no just, oh, no, as, in just like, as in like paranormal researchers they talk about manifest manifesting so like you can go um so there's like a magician that has a show in like a haunted motel or something and he talks about manifesting so like they'll start telling stories of these ghosts in that don't exist in this building but now somehow exist and people will say that they've seen such and such. You know, it's always the it's white like, lady walking down a hole. Well, there's always going to be a white lady walking down a hole. But, yeah, so, like, the the manifestation of something, if you if enough people believe in it and think about it, it's it's going to happen, right? Yeah, well, maybe, Department maybe. of Truth style. <laughs> yeah. The more people that believe in saying, the, the more evidence manifests itself into reality of it becoming true, which it might be might be real. That might be a thing. Maybe. Whew. 
Yeah, yeah, Videodrome. That went, that went uh, fucking off the rails, didn't it? Uh, Videodrome, it is about... <laughs> It's about a guy who owns a cable TV company and he's looking for something new, something fresh, and he comes across this broadcast that gets recorded off from a signal of the show called Videodrome, which when you look at it, it's very Hellraiser-ish. It's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's basically kind of like, it's like a snuff film. It's like real people getting hurt. For some reason, he gets obsessed and thinks he can show this to the media. Like, yep, why wouldn't you? <laughs> play it at a late slot kind of thing. And it's a, he's delve into the breaking down of reality of this thing. And, you know, from what I remember, you know, I get, I get more out of this film every time I watch it. Yeah. And we've done it. We've talked about some episodes like, you know, and then they find out kind of like people that have seen video drone. Once you've watched it, an episode, it kind of creates a, a cancer in your brain. And then, which gives you hallucinations um, and then they put a camera on your head, a, a recording device in your brain. They record your hallucinations or whatever, and that becomes the next episode of Video Drone. Then they push out, and it's like a, yep, or some shit, <laughs> like or something to that effect. Like I still haven't. I think I'm so obsessed with Video Drone is because I haven't worked it out yet, and I think yep. that is a lot of the rewatchability. So I could sit on my fucking desert island and try and work it. Yeah, with a pencil well, what and else pad. you got what else and you got? And it has those on? lines, you know, like death to video drone, long live the new flesh. Like yeah. that line. Yelling that out earlier, I'm like, it's the best line I've ever heard in my life. You just be standing on the mountaintop of this like desert island and be like, Long live the new flesh Yeah, yeah, like where well, yeah, like go down that rabbit hole. If you're stuck on a desert island you might as well start do- believing that shit. But yeah, video drone. It's one of my island picks. If you, as, as I said, these are our big picks. So if you guys haven't seen these, like, have a watch. Mm, definitely. Um, it'll definitely. I mean, mine is very, uh, yeah, that list I'm looking at it now, like, none of them are really like each other, eh? <laughs> no. They're like, all I, don't, very I definitely different. don't have a style. I just think I love the best versions of shit. Like, I'm not just going to love, like, you know, I don't have, like, 10 zombie films on my list. I don't have any zombie films. None of us have any zombie films. No. Or werewolf films. Oh, werewolf films, yeah. Yeah, but... I was going to put on a... I was going to... Another one of my ones, um, which I forgot to add to this list, is... I am going to mention it in my... I've got some honourable mentions. Yes. Yes, you do. Which I will bring out, and it's just a list of other ones that I want to talk about. Definitely. Uh, well, my last one is uh, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane? So this... <laughs> I fucking know what that is. All right. So this is more, uh, this is like more of a hag exploitation film. So it's basically like Umbrella's The Horror. It's for its time. So it was released in 1962. So it's, it's celebrating a big anniversary this year. Mm. Um, so basically, this film is like, uh, Joan Crawford and Betty Davis at their pretty Betty much like Davis. the ends of their careers. So they're older women now and they have had a Hollywood feud for decades. They fucking hate each other. And finally, these two women have been brought in to do a film together. And it's essentially two aging actresses. Um, um, one of them is in a wheelchair and one of them is absolutely insane and she's played by Betty Davis. She's the sister. She's looking after her crippled sister, but she's such a fucking asshole. So she, you know, she will bring her in lunch and it's like a rat on a tray making her eat that. She she's locks like her in the room. moonlighting her. No, gaslighting her. Yeah. Moonlighting her? But she's so cooked that <laughs> Bruce she's... Bruce Willisinger? Yeah. 
Um, so she's so cooked that she believes because she was this child star back in the vaudeville days and now she's like this woman, elderly woman in her like late, mid to late 60s who still believes that she could have the career that she had as a child because everybody loved Baby Jane. Um, so she's just like delving in deeper and deeper into this madness of her being able to do this but not really while she's also trying to look after her sister and her sister's trying to escape. She can't leave the room. She's basically trapped in this room, trapped in this house and trapped to the mercy of her sister. Um, but this is like probably one of my all-time favourite films and I right. watch it frequently. This is like the best Desert Island film because it's su- it's got like such quotable moments. So it's like that. It's like, oh, you wouldn't be treating me this way if I was in this chair. You'd know it from Seinfeld. But you are. You are in that chair. That kind of thing. You'd be on a desert island. You'd be slowly Is that a Seinfeld? Oh, yeah, right. That's referenced in Seinfeld. Yep. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, that was from this. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I like this film mostly because it is insanely well acted. And, you know, you're sitting on a desert island. You're going into, like, madness. You're just going... Just start acting out Baby Jane quotes, Baby Jane moments. You're going to be great. Um, but this is definitely a film that I recommend everyone check out at least once, especially for the feud itself, like knowing how much these two women hated each other doing this film and the fact that they fucked with each other on set as well. They're so petty. It's brilliant. Two of the most well-known actresses of their day acting like a bunch of fucking kids. In real life. In real life. So, like, there's a scene where Joan Crawford, uh, she's made her way, she's, like, dragged herself down the stairs and Jane finds her and she's meant to, like, pick her up and sort of drag her across the room. Joan Crawford put a bunch of, like, heavy bricks in her dressing gown so that she would be a lot heavier to move. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that kind of stuff. Like, there's a scene where I think... um, Betty Davis like punches her in the face. It's a real punch. She really punches her. It's it's fantastic. Like yeah, always I will always watch this film again and again and again. And I would have to have it with me on my desert island for sure. I may have to watch that one. Although I did look at the. It just doesn't look like something I would like. I don't think it's something that you would like. Liz keeps saying that I need to show it to her, but I'm not going to because it's not a Liz film, and I don't want to get to the end of it and her go, "That was shit." I'm like your shit. <laughs> Your shit. Go away. Um, I've got some honourable mentions, love or it. I've called it the next crate that floats up on the island full I love of, it. of DVDs. <laughs> uh, just quick ones that I want to mention. One of the ones I, I was, it probably should have been on my list, mm-hmm. is The Only Lovers Left Alive by yep. Jim Jarmusch, um, starring like Hiddleston, Tom Hiddleston, yep. Tilda Swinton, yep. and some other people. Yep. Slow burn vampire film. Fucking one of the most, you know, oh my god! It, because they've, these vampires have been living for thousands of years, they're like they have no time. They they have all the time in the world to waste, and that's how the film is cut and like the music and stuff like that. It's a, it's a fucking, it's a concept horror up the wazoo. It's oh, yeah. so fucking cool. Is everything's good about it? And anything Tilda Swinton's in is fucking amazing. Oh, and yeah. then you get Loki in there as well, playing a jaded musician. Vampire, suicidal vampire. He was born for that There's no role. fucking vampirism in it. There is. But there isn't. There's not like, you know, there's no one coming to stake the moon. No. You know, it's like, it's about like, what do you do once you've lived for thousands of years? Well, that's it. It's like the... They've given up like... The reality of it. Like, 
okay, you, you're having some Lost Boys fun right now, but after a yeah, they they talk about that. That happened, years. that happened hundreds of years ago. They don't even bother doing it anymore. They live in a fucking house in the yeah. middle of nowhere together. Like read a bunch of books. To, yeah, what are and, you doing? Fucking great film. Um, also, obviously, Ghostbusters. Yeah. I love Ghostbusters. Yeah. I watched it recently again, apart from the problematic fucking Bill Murray. creepy Bill Murray. It is so good. It's a great film. Like, good. Like, See, a lot of our films are very similar. Like, I, once your crate floats up, I'd like to borrow those films <laughs> on, on my island. Um, uh, and just, yeah. I love um, Gremlins. Yeah. It, it's a, I watched it recently. It's a perfect film. Yeah. Like, it is... There is nothing wrong with it. And it has that, for a kid's film, because it is a kid's film, motherfucker, it is with It average, is a kid's film. It had fucking read-along, turn the tape over when you hear the chime oh, books and I shit. Oh, I loved those books as a kid. Like, uh, it had that shit. Like, that was yes. only marketed to kids. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, that, and this was sitting next to E.T., you know what I mean? Like, I had, like, one of my staff members was talking to me. I think she said that she watched Gremlins recently and it terrified her. I'm like, it's a kid's movie. She's like, there's no way that's a kid's film. I'm like, it's an 80s kid's film. Yeah. She's like, what does that even mean? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I know what it means. So yeah, but like, you know, the, the mum, the fucking the mum scene. Everyone, yeah. not fucking the mum. But no. <laughs> <laughs> the mum like, baking scene and then takes on these five gremlins or yeah. whatever. Five, four. Um, it's one of the raddest for, it, mini mini monster films and uh, scenes yeah. ever. You know we've never done that as an episode. Yeah, I keep thinking about it, eh? We've, we've done... Two. We did critters. Yep. We did munchies. Oh, we did munchies. Oh Lord, did we do munchies? We did critters too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Gremlins, man. Like, you can't go wrong with that film. Like, just everything works. Like, then it comes up in that bit where the the girl tells that story about her dad. What the? Just out of nowhere. (laughs) Dressing up sand. Oh man. I went bang, bang. Oh shit, shit. And then the melting scene at the end, yeah. so good. Like, and it's done by Joe Dante, who did The Howling. Oh, he did. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, but yeah. like, this is like, this is like four, three years later. So yeah. he's got his shit together. Yeah, he got three his shit years together. in the industry. Yeah. Oh man, the the violence towards the gremlins is hit. A fucking oh. microwave oh. scene, like. Oh caused actual deaths that people put kids in microwaves or whatever and then in the States, like idiots. Oh, God. Gremlins. Perfect film. And my last uh, mention is Poltergeist. OG Poltergeist. Such a good film. Mm -hmm. The craft in that is stellar. Yeah. Like, you cannot create a more, like, realistic suburban family. Like, it's so good. Every part of it. Into the point where they have, like, I always think of this, so I never, like, I have, like you know, workmen or renovating or anyone comes to my house a bit. We're, like, the workmen's, like, they're getting their, their fucking house renovated and the workman comes in and he's, tr- he's eating her fucking food <laughs> off of the stove. And then, like, he's, like, oh, great, great. Your food's great, Mrs. fucking whatever. Uh-huh. And I, I'm, like, I think of shit like that all the time. I think yeah. of, like, the opening with the dude going down the street with his fucking cart and a beer and he's taking the kid's bike. Cause yeah. He's, because he's not allowed to drive. Or is it like he got nominated and he doesn't have a car? He's yeah. Like, Just take the fucking bike. Go get the beer, you wanker. Like, the bit as well, every time I've ever smoked weed in my life, I think of, like, the dad and the yeah. wife. And that's the thing that, like, really solidified to me that weed isn't a bad thing. No. He has these characters. This is Steven Spielberg creating, like, characters, family characters, and it shows that they do smoke some weed like, at night after yeah. their kids go to bed, and it's not a bad thing. There's nothing wrong with it. And I'm like... And then there's the rest of the film. Like, you know yep. what I mean? There, there is every fucking part of that film. There's the the ultimate expert. Yes. The oh, ul- yeah. 
out of any film that comes in, the ultimate fantastic character choice. Um, like that has the fucking you know the before the climax that has the what you think are the experts and they're fucking they're no. Just... Well, even then they're like, oh yeah, we videotaped this this car like walking across the rolling across the desk over eight hours, and he's like, oh that's nice. Opens the door and it's like chaos in the room. Yeah, the... There's a portal. Yeah, yeah, like, the fucking yeah, everything's spinning <laughs> like, it's, around. It's, it's it's got that comedy as well, like the comedy. Yeah, it's real light comedy though. Like you sort of you like, haha, that was funny. Yeah, yeah. Like so, yeah, you like the kind of things you just want to see happen in films mm. are in there, and then you've got the practical effects, like the bits of like the fucking chairs piling themselves up and shit. And as like I said, it doesn't it doesn't start off as a malicious thing. It's like they they're intrigued by it. It's yeah. not like haunting or anything like that. You don't. It doesn't feel like it's bad. It's just this interesting science-based half of a film. It yeah. always feels like you're watching a documentary about, and it's just wicked, fucking wicked film. Mm. Should have been in my top list. What am I talking about? That's fine. That's it, uh, that's but the problem. But it's hard. It's hard to pull down that four the films problem. as the best films no, like you because, want to watch. For I mean, these are desert island films. It doesn't necessarily have to be your favorite film of all time. Because like, I think there's two films on my list that are my favorite of all time, but. That's the problem. Like, once you have to start, like, narrowing it down, it's like, what's your favourite film? Uh, I couldn't tell you. There's like oh, yeah, no. Can't tell Fight Club. Ten. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, which is one. Well, there was definitely, if this wasn't a horror, if this wasn't a horror episode, it yeah. would have been Fight Club on my list. It would have been. Yeah, okay. I watched Kingsman again the other day. Yeah, the first one, not the second one. The second yeah, one was no, no, you garbage. Don't They've um, changed. They've... Uh, there was a video. I, I love the first Kingsman. I yeah, think it's it a great. fucking great film. Apart from you, I, my eyes have changed a bit now, and I can see some pretty dodgy, just green screen effects on them being in certain locations and shit. Sure. Let that go. Yep. I've edited out in the version now the bit, uh, the problematic bit. You know, the uh, at the end, the lady when he has sex with the girl, and it shows way too much. Yeah. It's not in it anymore. Oh. And the bit where she goes like, "If you get me out of here, you can do me in the bum bum." That's not in it anymore. Right. They just cut it, and it's perfect now as a film. Because yeah. that was the bit I always face palmed yeah. and wished wasn't in there. It's not in there. Yeah, it's gone. And I'm like, they just cut out like the bit where he goes into the room with the 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 the, the model. It just then it shows him closing the door, and then it shows his handler with the video going, "What is that?" Oh, oh dear! And then it just shows one shot of just like the lady looking around, and that's it. Yeah, and that's. Oh, and I'm like, that's all you yeah, need. That's all you need. You didn't need the gratuitousness of the next scene or saying you're going to do me in the bum bum. Like, I'm just like, and it's when it's not in there, fuck, it's a good Perfect. film. Fucking him going crazy to Freebird in that fucking hate church. And I've forgotten. I, I remember it being like, oh, yeah, it's a cool scene. But yeah. I had, and what makes that film is what, what didn't make the second or the third one is the whoever film the action, which I think is the same dude to kick ass and stuff like that. Yeah. Is how he shoots it. He does a lot of this like really strange zoom into the action shots real quick. Cut like this like if if the cuts were a sound, that would be it. And it's just exciting. Yeah. Like you see him like, you know, he's hitting a person with a fucking uh, a bat. And they drop a gun, and he in that same thing, he quickly mechanically grabs the gun out of the air. Yeah. The gun's upside down his hand, and he quickly then point blank shoots with the upside down gun into a head. Someone's, and he's like, this is action. This yeah. is like choreographing up the wazoo. Oh, yes. And it's wicked. Well, and you can see that it's a long shot, but it's a fake long shot. You don't care. No. Because you're just on for that fucking ride. And it's interesting, that uh, Kingsman film, because it has, like, you know, the, the – 
that you know the learning going through Eggsy's thing of becoming it, going through the school of it, all that shit's so interesting. Yeah. Oh, but, it's fascinating. Well, even then, like you sort of don't consider that it's like I wouldn't necessarily consider it a huge mainstream hit of a film, even though there's two more films after that. But there's like little toys you can buy now. There's little Nendroids they've released of um. Kingsy and the Eggsy. Eggs, sorry, yeah, Kingsy. Eggsy. I don't know, Kingsy, Eggsy, and uh, Colin Farrell. Harry. Yeah. Yeah, but like Cameron in the Woods would be on my five list. Yeah. Um, probably Video Drama would be on my five list. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, so there are they 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 do definitely yeah. get in there. Um, yeah. But yeah, Fight Club. Fight Club. Fight Club. Watch it recently. It's so good still. Like, it's just, I mean, it has aged a little bit, but like, it still mm-hmm. looks wicked. Yeah. No, it's good. <laughs> Great film. Yep. Oh, fuck. Well, is that the end? That is the end. I think we've uh, covered all of our Desert Island films. We hope you enjoyed that. Mm. And remember, leave a comment. And you've been... Nah. Well, that's going to be it for us. We're going to sign off. Just like before we sign off, we'd like to shout out to the people that interacted with us uh, over, you know, the coming times. Over on the things. People like Adam Kister, Adam Gillespie, Andrew Hector. Old Andrew Hector. He's uh, Video Blood. Audio Blood. Audio Blood. Yep. Shit. Wrong uh, Patrick Roberts. I actually had um, one of. The, oh my god! For that, well, uh, someone came into the, the shop the other day. Uh, one of the Adam Gillespie. No, no, no. An, no. Another one might have been. I can't remember their online name. Uh, sure. Yep, they came in, had a little chat. It was wicked. Love it. I know that's bad. I've, 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 the name slipped away from me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know who you are. We came in. We talked about stuff. <laughs> what did we talk about? Anyhow, I'm going to keep going. Yeah. Um, you've been listening to Terrorvision Horror Podcast uh, with Dan and Jennifer, the uh, Splatter Chatter. We are available on all major podcasting services and also on the YouTube. But no matter where you choose to consume us, um, please make sure you hit the like button, subscribe button, leave a comment, leave a review. Just basically, tell, I'd actually prefer you to tell your friends to listen to us or yeah. – Tell them to come into my shop and pick up a free sticker or mm. something like that. Or I'll buy a T-shirt, the one T-shirt we have left. And we're getting more done. So if, if you need larger sizes, I put it up on Facebook. If you need a larger size, come to me before like the end of next week. Yeah, because we probably won't do like 4XLs or 3XL runs, if you know what I mean. But no. if you, if you, if you want to support Bigger us, if you, yeah, yeah, and you want to get those ones, Come fucking get us, mm. you motherfuckers. Mm. Um, you can interact with us on Facebook and Instagram at Terrorvision Pod. Um, and yeah, and we got an email which is terrorvision at gmail.com. If you want to email us stuff like dick pics, don't send me dick pics, but thank you. And remember, be kind, rewind. Yeah.